Hi everyone, it's Andy and Joel on the Stay Hungry podcast and today we're talking features and benefits, the director's cut. Oof, Andy, not going to get over that new theme tune anytime soon. Awesome music. Well done, Joel. Oh, rule number one on a podcast, don't have a piece of paper that rustles. Who's Russell, I hear you ask. So, there's a joke about that. Yeah. Probably can't say it. Though. Yeah, definitely won't say it. <laughs> we had to stop recording last time, I thought, should we take the joke or not? And I did, and Joe was like, no, I can't say that. What do you call a man with a spade in his head? Doug. What do you call a man without a spade in his head? Don't know. Douglas. Yeah, I, I, that's given me time to think about it. Yeah, definitely shouldn't say <laughs> So, features and benefits, the director's cut. Not Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> that's tickled me especially because I got you with it uh, yeah I have to humour him I think that joke was first was first invented in like 1780 something Martha just accused me of being flat she's wrong <laughs> I'm on it what do you call a man with a little penis Joel uh, Justin <laughs> <laughs> oh right this is a I thought we should be doing this properly now with like Proper record, well, proper recording, we've been doing that for ages, but like proper notes and, and preparation and everything. What do you call a believable man with a little penis? I don't know. Just incredible. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've lost all our podcast listeners. We've lost all our I, credibility. I, I, I thought we were tuning into a marketing podcast. What the, f- the fuck are these two? <laughs> Pair of idiots. <laughs> two would be comedians. So, um, we're going to be talking about the PASS framework, Andy, which is probably why we had to get the penis jokes in first, because ah, okay. it sounds boring, but it's not. It's, it's crucial to marketing copywriting. So PASS is Problem, Agitate, Solve, and the PASS framework, the reason for it is if you sell something that everybody else sells, or if people don't realise that what you're selling is a solution, you use the PASS framework to educate them. So by that, I mean Shreddies keeps hunger locked up till lunch. They've identified the problem, hunger. They've, ad- they've agitated the problem. You need to keep hunger at bay until lunchtime. And the solution is it keeps hunger locked up till lunch. And that now I've told you that, there won't be a marketing campaign you, you'll see that doesn't use the PASS framework. I thought you'd talk about the other Shreddies then. I thought, well, what's, what's this got to do with farting? I don't know what you're talking about. Shreddies. Yeah. Shreddies, the, um, the, the, the underpants with the charcoal liner so you can fart and the, and the smell allegedly. I have never heard of that. No. I'm pretty sure it's a... It must be a brand. Are you being retargeted by that on Instagram? No, but you, I tell you... It's, can your Alexa hear okay, you right, fart? Right, every time Emma and I are watching stuff on Sky, and obviously there's Sky Ad Smart now, yeah. these ads are supposed to be targeted, I get served ads for erectile dysfunction. Makes sense. And it's, it's bothering me now. Even at like, like four o'clock in the afternoon, get home early. So it's like, why am I seeing this ad again? Not Justin. You're going to tell everyone my joke now, aren't you? <laughs> You're going to tell everyone my Douglas joke, which was far more palatable. So, yeah, right, a problem agitate solve. Yes. So Why do most people not get this then? Well, because everyone's so keen to talk about their features or benefits. So land on... Easy one, easy one. Google solicitor or accountant in your area. 
go on their homepage, and I guarantee you someone, somewhere on that homepage, there's a list of bullet points of the benefit of working with that solicitor or accountant. I would say you're, you're being very generous. I would say half of them wouldn't, wouldn't even, even do that. The benefits, they would do the features. We, we, we've been established since 1880. We have ten offices across the UK. So fucking what? We're a chartered accountancy firm. Oh, are you? Here, can you look after my books then? Yeah, that's not, not, not the best sell, is it really? So, so I'd say, I'd say probably half would not even, even do the far. benefits. Yeah, just features. So features being reeling off the thing that you do, which probably loads of other people also do. Benefits, less people will be able to achieve those benefits because they might not be as good as it as you are but solutions very few people actually talk about so there's three stages really i say that amateur level is this is what we do the features middle level this is what's in it for you and that's very important because all the reader is thinking is what's in it for me yeah so this is the benefit of using our service or product but then very very few people go to like the premium level stage three which is the pain, the pain stacking out. This is how we're going to make your life better, easier, lovelier. And and a key principle that not many business owners realise is that people would rather avoid pain than seek pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that's that 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 underpins this. Podcast. Yeah, so that is that that's got to be understood. We've talked about that on lots of podcasts. So it's quite a difficult one for business owners to get their head around because usually business owners are the type of person that seeks pleasure at the expense of pain. So they don't necessarily fall into this category. So someone like you or I, we've got our goals or our promises as we've discussed before, and we are willing to fail over and over again until we get there. There's an an element of pain that you or I would be willing to go through. The person on the street isn't like that which is why not everybody runs their own business so they have a job because the idea of running a business to them sounds like hell on earth they're avoiding that pain they might not like their job but it would be worse to try to try and do it themselves or um they never catch the bus because the idea of getting on the bus is hell on earth so they always get a cab they're the examples we're talking about, where someone... Talk about Emily. <laughs> she just won't be seen with the, the great unwashed. Last time she got on the bus, probably at school. Probably with us when we've made her. Oh, that was the tube. To be fair, I feel like that. I hate the tube. So. Well, that's nice. Well, you spent, spent years on the tube. I remember how exciting it was at first. Soon wore off. Sweaty summers on oh, the tube. Oh, God. In a suit in like 40 degrees in the middle of summer. Yeah. And obviously, given my lack of height, it's usually stuck next to someone's armpit. So... Let's say you run a taxi app. Sick of always getting on the sweaty tube. And worse still, you haven't got a shower at your office. Our taxi will pick you up from your front door, get you to the office in our beautifully air-conditioned cabin. Pain, agitate, solve. Problem, agitate, solve. Pain, agitate, solve. Andy, giving our secrets away. I was, yeah, I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about, about a massage of all things really like most say massage therapists actually we seem to do a lot of work with massage therapists work talk about about basically you know it will make you feel good and that's lovely but very few will talk about do you realize what it's like to have a bad back and that a lot of the time it can be prevented 
like yeah. having regular massage, right? especially if you do sport, um, and, and looking at the pain, the problem, rather than purely the pleasure. And maybe it's because people don't like talking about pain. They don't like talking about horrible stuff. But if people want to, uh, like I say, if people are going to, would rather avoid pain than seek pleasure, it's, oh, it's, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest it's, a, it's a brilliant commercial thing. Yeah, so you can do the opposite. You can do um, want to win a car, and better still, the chances are high, enter the draw. Nowhere near as effective. Nowhere near as effective. Whereas if you say, sick of driving around in that old banger, and worse still, it's not going to pass its MOT, win a new car today, click here. Far, far more impact. Yeah, absolutely. Same campaign, completely different. Absolutely. It's a bit strange. You know, maybe now, for people who didn't know, it's like, shit, that sounds so obvious. Because no one really wants pain in their life. And mm. then, of course, when it does happen, then they truly understand it. But even if you're, even if you're supposed, may, maybe selling a product that, that ha- hasn't been invented, I don't know, like, like when the iPad came along, I remember, or, or AirPods as well. Well, who the bloody hell needs them? That's ridiculous. But Apple just masters in, in basically showing how empty your life is. Without, without these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So now, you see any self-respecting teenager that's got wires on their headphones doesn't happen jesus you must be uh, an idiot uh yeah like you know my, my airpods i hardly see them now holly keeps nicking them see you know? and then you meet an audiophile like me and i talk about well it's got to be wired because the sound quality won't be as good if it's not yeah so i'm i'm, I'm yeah you like noise cancelling and stuff don't you I, I i don't i'm just a geek i'm a bad customer yeah, as long as you don't, as long as you don't go cycling with headphones, and you need to get. Your, oh, I need some bone. bone. Yeah, I just go without at the moment. I don't know how to do it because once you get past twenty minutes, it's pretty boring. Yeah, get the bone connector. There's um, Aeropex or aftershocks or something. Aftershocks, like yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, safety first, kids. Such a cool podcast. <laughs> so, why you know, why do people? I guess it goes back to look at the animal kingdom look at cavemen you, everybody's cave pre- people cave well yeah no don't yeah <laughs> that's throwing me but you it's all about survival mm. Every, everything everybody is pre-programmed to survive and survival is about not dying mm. survival fight is, or flight yeah so there's very few animals in the animal kingdom that do things for gratification humans are one of the few and even so, our avoidance of pain is far higher programmed in us than our chase for glory. So, if so, like anxiety works like that, you, anxiety is all about pessimistically thinking of all the things that could possibly go wrong. And an optimist thinks of the few things that might go right. And chances are your marketing's far better targeting the pessimist than it is the optimist. And to be honest, well, I pretty much guarantee if you look at all your competitors, they will all be talking about features, maybe talking about benefits. Hardly any of them will be talking about problem, agitating that problem, and then solving that problem. Yep. And that's almost a good enough reason to do it on its own. I mean, first and foremost, yes, it's more effective. It will work better for you in terms of uh, psychologically resonating with people yep. who are more likely to buy off you. Um, but also... 
if none of your competitors or hardly any of your competitors are doing, straight away you're going to stand out a mile. Yeah, and the very best people at doing this are the ones that can say that they've been through it themselves. So, oh, good point, yeah. So um, an example might be I had severe heart problems, so I changed to a high-fibre diet, and now I'm okay. So struggling with irregular heart rhythm have you considered changing your diet worse still you're starting to get pain in your right arm by changing to our high fiber diet your chance of heart disease developing into something serious is reduced by 50 percent and that kind of i changed to this diet and it helped me and therefore it can help you is something that for whatever reason Loads of companies are set up because the person has gone through a problem that they've then solved, but they forget to tell that story. I, I tell you, people who can do this very well, I'm thinking about a lot of the will writers I've met out networking. Is that Caitlin coming in through the door? It is. <laughs> and uh, the, I, mean, I think about two will writers in particular. They are brilliant at pain stacking because they, you know, they, they're not like will writers just stand up and say, we write wills. If you want to protect your family, call me on, blah, blah, blah. They talk about, do you know what can happen if? And that if word, oh, it's such a little word, but such a massive impact. If you remarry and you haven't got a will, if you die, your children could go without because they'll go to your partner's children. All, all these horror scenarios that no one, let's face it, no one wants to th- think they're going to die. They want to think they live forever. But saying, shit, well, who, I, Christ, I don't want that to happen to me. And will rights, I can't think many... I was going to say, <laughs> financial advisors are bloody good at well, that. You yeah. need to insure everything. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you in those kind of industries and you're not pain stacking, then you're missing the What if trick. the sky falls in? What if, and on it goes, if statements, what if statements there? And then, yeah, I mean, things like you, you talked about, people who've gone through it, to have case studies of people like, well, you know, this happened to me. Yeah. Or, thank God I did, because if anything had happened to me, my kids would have lost everything. Wow. Yeah, and you meet those people, don't you? You meet the people who, they go on holiday and their holiday insurance takes up their suitcase because they've insured every eventuality. Now, that's an extreme example of someone who has thought about every what-if scenario. But if you could think about the what-if scenarios that are genuine, the ones that, you know, what if you passed away without a will? That's a very, Mm. very genuine what-if. Or what if the end of the school day comes and you're not able to pick your kids up or what if you were ill for a month and unable to pay your bills all the real ones suddenly you start to come up with if statements that resonate with the masses and then you're onto a powerful thing obviously what if you go on holiday and the pool tiles turn out to be blue rather than yellow not going to necessarily resonate although there will be some people covered for that eventuality it's it's that whole, you know, what if you're out cycling and you get a puncture? Immediately you've targeted cyclists and people who cycle enough that a puncture would be a problem. It's Can you imagine you know, the pain of changing a tyre? It's pouring down the rain in the middle of winter because I have been there and it's a right bloody ball. Like, and there's so many pain points in, in most businesses, I think. Yeah. But so little idea. So you compare that with the fact that I've got 10 offices across the UK. No one gives a shit. 
They don't. They don't care about you a lot. They don't care that you know, yeah. if you've been established as eighteen eighty. Okay, great. That can be reframed into we've got decades of experience yeah. to help you do X, Y, Z. of experience. Yeah, well, even better. Um, you should copyright for a living. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's always, no matter what your industry, there will be problems, uh, pain that people are feeling or could feel if they didn't come to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, I mean, simple ones. If you run a, a car repair garage, you know, what if you break down whilst driving the kids on holiday? And worse still, it's boiling hot and the air con's not working. Get your car regularly serviced at Bob's Garage. So this could work really well if maybe you charge more than a lot of your competitors, because then you've got all these sort of rocks you can throw about the dangers of what can happen if you go cheap. So a garage, it could be... Okay, you save a few pounds because they use cheap parts, but those parts are much more yeah. are fifty eight percent more likely to break down, leaving you stranded somewhere, leaving your partner stranded on the motorway. And that's the that's a smart way of doing it as well. So there's there's two elements there. One, everybody has it's been on my head. That was <laughs> nearly everybody's been at that point in their lives where they go to their mate's garage to get their car MOT'd because we all know it's more likely to pass if you go to your mate's garage than if you take it to the main dealer. So. Maybe it shouldn't have passed. Something might go wrong with it. The other bit that you said then is, what if your partner? And that's a smart way to play on the problem. So if you identify a problem that could happen to both members of a relationship, talk about the other person because children. chance, chance, yeah, children's even better. Pets again, even better. But let's say it's my wife. If you say, what would happen if your wife was driving home? and the car conked out, and worse still, it was dark, and she didn't know where she was. That would resonate far more with me than what would happen if you were driving home, and worse still, the car conked Because I'm cocky enough to think, well, I'd just get out, fix the puncture, change, change the wheel, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I wouldn't have a bloody clue. But there's that. There's, you can be really smart with this system and this framework. But again, as we talked about on other podcasts, don't prey on vulnerable people. That's where you're setting yourself up for a fall. Like, I bloody hate ambulance chasers. If you're an insurance company that only goes after people who've been in car accidents, you've got to really think about whether you genuinely do care about the outcome of that incident or if you're just doing it to make a quick buck. Don't prey on people who regularly get their car serviced by saying to them, do you know that most car services are actually bollocks? And worse still, your car is 60% more likely to burst into flames after a service than it would if it wasn't serviced at all. Call our repair garage. That's, that's awful. But if you can identify real problems in real people's lives, like have you, you know, what if you don't have power of attorney uh, and your partner loses capacity? And worse still, nobody knows how to get access to their bank accounts. How are you going to care for that person? Visit us to arrange power of attorney. That's a that's a real thing where you're really helping people. Yeah, you're making money out of it, but that's the nature of business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think maybe a lot of people, well, again, to come back, a lot of people don't talk about this because they don't know about it. But also, people don't like talking about negative stuff. Mm. And when, if you can use it, ethically in your business to give you an advantage 
then that's what it's all about. It's it's a competitive marketplace out there. And again, especially if you've got uh, people who are undercutting you or just basically cheaper than you. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong, if you're just charging superinflated prices, just being greedy, then that, that's for you to deal with. But if there are just cowboys in your marketplace who are just doing things on the cheap, but because of what you charge, you can give a better service and offer better solutions, then it's your job to make that clear in your marketing. It's not It's not being... Uh, a cowboy or a shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's not being un-British to talk about what you do well, as long as it's framed right about, well, this is how we help people better than 99% of the other people out there. Yeah. What did I see the other day, which was a terrible example of this? Oh, it was a toothpaste brand. I won't name the brand because I'll get in trouble. And it said the the tagline they used was um, recommended by dentists or something. For, right. And then they said, and then the line they threw out was something like, most dentists use mm-hmm. X toothpaste to protect their teeth. And in the very, very small print, and I've got a big telly. No, that's not a boast. I just can't say. Uh, in the very, very small print, it said fifty people uh, of a survey of a hundred dentists, thirty-three percent said they used this toothpaste ahead of other leading brands. So I was like, so thirty-three dentists out of the what ten thousand there are in the UK. I so, back in the day, we weren't allowed to sample less than I think I think it was five hundred people. So I mean, I see I saw a shampoo ad the other day, and in, in, again in tiny writing, I, I think there was like seventy people surveyed. It's like. How, how the hell can you give a statistic about nine out of ten people? Oh, that's, oh, that sounds quite impressive. And bottom, oh, right, you only you only took the poll from 70 people. Nine out of ten people that used wash and go could spell wash and go. <laughs> yeah, wash and go. Well, what were we talking about? Shampoo at lunchtime. We were talking about shit shampoo, I think. <laughs> no, were we? I was about, yeah, Timothy and stuff. I didn't even know that was still going. I think, I think it was that it wasn't. I think Caitlin went all the way to Greece to get some, which is weird. Oh, God. We'll get her on Well, that. I've reached a stage now where I, I've just bought my first hair thickening shampoo. Caffeine shampoo. Well, now I was looking at because lo- loads of the cyclists use it. And actually, Alpersin, whatever they're called, uh, who make caffeine shampoo, I think they're a German business. They, they've got their own cycling team. So I was thinking, oh, I'll look into that. But then, of course, started Googling caffeine shampoos and stuff. And I found this one called Brickles, James Brickles. Anyway, got onto GQ or Men's Health, and they were rated the top 10 men's hair thickening shampoos and i went for another one but i will see but I'll, i'm but gonna you've, you've I'll, got a very thick head of well, hair no i haven't and i'm gonna also know how to get some hair coloring shampoo because i sort of took a photo of myself this morning on a run i've seen that shit, i've gone totally gray yeah that's probably stress isn't it um yeah it's like oh my god my dad didn't start going great he was like in his 60s oh, wait till you next see my brother oh really yeah very gray but he's younger than you really it's 30. Holy shit. I'm just keeping my hat on. My hair's far thinner than yours. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Anyway, there was a guy at our school. He'd lost his hair by the end of sixth form. Nev. And, and some people were quite mean to him. And it's terrible now because he's got a really super sense of job and an absolutely beautiful wife. So he had the last laugh. Is it Nev? No, it's not. That's <laughs> <laughs> Nev, though. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful wife, very successful, bold. By what age? Done that twice in two podcasts. Though. Uh, he was bold at twenty, I think. Wow. So there's there's a great thing um, when uh, Patrick Stewart was given the role of Jean Luc Picard. Here we go, Star Trek story. And you know, loads of people were, were most fussed about the fact that he was bald. And in the big press conference, 
a journalist said about, you know, in the 23rd century, you'd, you'd have thought that people would have found a cure for baldness. And Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, said, in the 23rd century, I'd like to think people wouldn't care. And that's when Patrick Stewart thought, yeah, I've, I've joined a good, a good crew here. That's cool. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It's a good reply. Have you seen that, ever seen that Patrick Stewart and James Corden spaff? Can't stand James. I don't like James Corden either. But if you watch that, you would wonder what the hell's wrong with Patrick Stewart. Oh really? Yeah, I really. don't want to watch it then. Don't then. Was he come across a bit of a tool? Yeah, really bad. Yeah, really, really weird scenario. Oh god! But I can imagine James Corden in the green room might rub you up the wrong way. Yeah, well, they say never, never meet your heroes. Although I met um, uh, William Shatner, the the other captain, obviously, and he was cool, and he was really cool. George Takai, he I was. Don't super know if I've cool. met any of my heroes, heroes. Oh, Richard Attenborough. Well, you know, I met him, uh, but unfortunately, I was really pissed. But he was cool. But but proper heroes. Like, who are my proper heroes? I'd be too scared, you know, in case they did turn out to be dicks. Yeah. Like there's there's quite a. Well, really successful entrepreneur we met him. He turned out to be a bit of a cock. Um, but, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It happens. People might think we're cocks. I'm sure especially, they do. Especially those jokes we started off with. Nothing wrong with Douglas. Not as good as Justin. Or Justin Credible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just piggybacking on mine. That's good, though. Was he a really shit wrestler? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he was. I just think he was crap once he came over to the mainstream. I think he was big on the Indy circuit. Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Is he another one? Yeah, he's good too, isn't he? I think that, that was sort of when I sort of stopped following the wrestling, really. I'm, I'm firmly back in in the early 90s now. The, the Flair. You're a WCW Sting, man. Steiner Brothers. WCW, yeah. But then I got into the, when was the, the Raw era? 19, the Attitude era. Attitude era. Was it 96? 96 to 2000. So when yeah. Triple H came back in 2002, for me, that's when it just really, really peaked. But then they merged with WCW and all went downhill, I think, really. But it seems to have made a massive mistake. So if, if, if you wanted a really, really good example of the past framework, and I'm not joking, watch wrestling from the late 90s. The storytelling there of, Heels versus good guys, problems getting agitated and then solved, and then the crowd roars at the solution. That is literally how they run their business. Wrestling, Star Trek. So it's just it's just the cornerstones of marketing. Yeah, all storytelling is is past framework. You watch a Disney film, something bad happens, the problem gets worse, and then the hero saves the day. Marvel films, comic books, all the past framework. Like that Ogilvy podcast we had that that. The solution was made very clear years and years ago. It's a really depressing thing to realise that most films you watch, you come out of the film feeling good because you're relieved that the problem never, mm. the problem got yeah. resolved. You don't. There's very few films you watch where you come out going, well, they told us something nice was going to happen, and then it did, because that would be a shit film. It's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, I never thought of that. But yeah, because I do like a happy. I don't. I don't like depressing endings. Yeah, what did we watch at the weekend that was Mary depressing, to be depressing but, but awesome? Yeah, time was depressing but awesome. This is the teacher in prison, isn't it? Yeah. Depressing but not that depressing. Stephen Graham's pretty much always in depressing but excellent. Yeah, I, you will enjoy it. It's good. But We're watching, We caught up on the latest uh, Fear the Walking Dead last night. And that's, that's losing its way a bit, like The Walking Dead. 
because it started off like awesome, awesome. We're on season six now, and it's mm. maybe I'm just a zombie overkill. Although I did like Army of the Dead, and you didn't, did you? No, just just like watching a music video. I thought not a lot to it, but maybe that was the point. Yeah, Dave Batista killing zombies. I mean, does it get any better? Could have been the Rock. Well, he was Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, what right. talk about? Pass framework. Oh, right, okay. What's the summary? <laughs> What's the wrestling and Star Trek? <laughs> think, think about what are the pain points. Think about the if word. One word you take away from this podcast, apart from Justin, is if. What yeah. if? Imagine if. And you put yourself in your customer's shoes and identify those problems, challenges, pains they have, and you offer the solutions. That'll work a lot better for you than features and benefits. Yeah, stop listing your features. <laughs>